This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. This is Kelly and Company, where we talk about a lot of great, relatable things. Groceries, saving money, how to feel like you can, you know, save a little bit as inflation kicks in and prices get higher and higher and higher. So high, you can't even reach anymore. Well, that's the kind of conversations we have on our health talk with uh, with Grant Hardy. And it was a really interesting, you know, couple tips as well as perspectives on how this affects us individually. All kinds of stuff like that. Tune into Kelly and Company 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday to Friday. I'm Ramia Amuthan. Co-hosting with me today is Brock Richardson. It's time for one of my favorite topics all around, and that's to talk TV. To do that, let's bring on Greg David. I'm Greg David, and I love television, reality shows, dramas, sitcoms, and documentaries. I watch them all. I'm excited to share my passion for the television industry with you in front of and behind the cameras as it changes and evolves. With Thanksgiving happening for Canadians this weekend, you wanted to chat with us about what we're thankful for when it comes to TV and entertainment over the past year. Welcome to the program, Greg, and nice to have you along. And I got to tell you, you made me think through this segment because I know there are some <laughs> questions coming for us during this segment as well. Yeah, it's always important to make you guys think. I can't do all it's the heavy rarity. lifting. So, yeah, so yeah. I appreciate the two of you helping me out with this segment today. Yes, so let's start with um, what television show are you most thankful for this year? Yeah, that was a hard one. When I was coming up with the questions, I thought, oh, I need to answer these too. But I think um, when it comes right down to it, um, Afterlife, which is available on Netflix, is probably the one that I'm the television show I'm most thankful for this year. Uh, it's created by and starring Ricky Gervais, and he plays a character named Tony who is still mourning the loss of his wife, Lisa. And he considers taking his own life uh, in the first season of the show because he can't take um, the oppression um, that's kind of enveloped him. Um, he's drinking too much and uh, spends a lot of time watching home videos of Lisa when she was first diagnosed with cancer. And she's kind of left him a bunch of video diaries um, that, that really just kind of keep him you know, feeling sorry for himself and not really moving on. Uh, and... You know, kind of compounding that is the dog that they have, and it the dog that they shared together is is obviously still there with Tony, and it forces him to worry about another another life other than his own, and really it's the dog that kind of pulls yeah. him out of that depression, um, and it's really a look at life, what life can be like after loss, because he's just kind of given up, and he says whatever he wants to to the people that he works with, which can, you know, leads to very, very funny moments. I mean, anything that's made by Ricky Gervais is always pushes the boundaries, but is always really, really funny. But he also writes things that are very, very uh, poignant and thoughtful as well. And so by the, the time that the final episode of the final season was broadcast on Netflix this year, I was a weeping ball. Um, and anybody, yeah, yeah. Didn't, did you watch it? Uh, Did you No, I didn't watch it, but if it made you cry, I'll watch it. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it did. It also led to a lot of questions as well. And I don't want to ruin, uh, you know, kind of that, that ending, just that it did have a lot of people talking and a lot of people agreeing mm-hmm. that it was a wonderful, a wonderful show. Um, so that's the one that I'm most thankful for. R- Rami, what about you? Have you got a show that you're thankful for from this year? Yeah, so I'm late. Like, you guys already know, right? I already only watch things after they've completed and finished, so I don't have to wait for the next season or something like that. Yeah. So Modern Family is uh, the mm. show that I discovered this year. And luckily, there were, what, 10, 11 seasons? Oh, there's so much. Yeah. And I've already started the rewatch. But this is the the comfort show for me this year. This is the, like, every year I find something, hopefully, that mm-hmm. makes me feel good, that I can just kind of curl up with, that I can reminisce on the the characters and say, oh, man, you know, if like you're the Phil in my life or you're the Claire in my life, that kind, <laughs> right. of, that kind of thing. And so it's it's definitely my cozy comfort. Um, I loved how long it was, how much we got to see characters grow and the development of um, everybody's lives. And honestly, the diversity you know, there, mm-hmm. there's a lot of different del- relationship dynamics, the ups and downs, and the kind of like cute little lesson after every episode that, okay, family matters. You know, th- th- that stuff was just um, adorable to me, but also in real life, you know, we have moments where we're so um, frustrated with other people in our lives, but yeah. hopefully we can come to that moment that they do on Modern Family every single episode. Awesome. Brock, what about you? For me, it's anything reality TV show based, but I'm going to focus <laughs> on Survivor. Survivor has been uh, part of my life for more than half of my life. Um, <laughs> I, I was watching, uh, I was at a friend's house uh, last weekend and they have a, a channel where it's uh, 24-7 uh, Survivor where it goes like back to different episodes and I couldn't believe how much younger Jeff Probst was like 21 years ago and you think to yourself that's what he's known for like this is what he does this is his job and uh, as time has gone on of course Jeff and everybody else has gotten older and all this but Survivor is just that that show and any reality show really is is just that show where you can just kind of turn it on you can focus on it but it's not like you're indebtedly focus on it you can sort of watch mm-hmm. have conversation mm-hmm. in the background but it's that it's that comfort that you yeah. you just know survivors always going to be there eventually it won't but it right now it's always there and it, you always can rely on you know two seasons uh per per year and and yeah. that's you know that's the way it is and so for me that's the one I, one i would pick right take it away from our own lives for a bit right reality yeah. yes. tv yeah Okay, how about TV channel or service, Greg? What anything you're most thankful for this year? Yeah, I'm thankful for CBC Gem. Uh, it's uh, the free version is available. It's it's CBC's streaming service, and you can download it to your phone or put it on your Apple TV or your smart television as well, uh, your laptop too. Uh, the free version does have ads in it, so you can pay a little bit extra if you want to have no ads. But the free version is just fine, and it offers all of CBC's original series, so Heartland, Murdoch Mysteries, The Great Canadian Baking Show, uh, Brock's other favorite um, television reality show, Family Feud. Canada is available mm-hmm. on there as well. But it also offers up international hits like Ghosts, which is a great British comedy, Ramya, that you and Kelly and I have talked about before. 
Um, there's the great dark British drama Luther with Idris Elba that is fantastic, uh, that if you haven't seen that, you need to check that out. And also a couple of other uh, British shows. Call the Midwife is a period drama about uh, a nunnery in London and the women that are helping, uh, the, the nuns that are helping pregnant women in the city around the First World War. And also Sherlock, the reimagining of the Sherlock Holmes story with Martin Freeman and Benedict Cumberbatch. That is all available on CBC Gem as well. Uh, so those are just the international ones. And then there's great Canadian films like Indian Horse, Goalie, and Brooklyn that are available on CBC Gem as well. So it's kind of a one-stop shop for Canadian and international programs. Uh, what about uh, what about you, Brock? Have you got a like a favorite uh, TV channel or service that you're thankful for? Well, you, uh, I'm gonna add to CBC. I just love what they what they bring. I think that CBC has uh, done a wonderful job. A lot of people say that one of the things that sort of helped CBC along was CBC Gem, but in yeah. addition to that was. Uh, Family Feud Canada, and I mean, I'm a little biased because I have a bit of a personal relationship with all of them over there. But yeah, uh, it, you know, Jerry D, I I got into watching Mr. D because of my involvement with Family Feud Canada, and I just think everything he touches is just you know hilarious. He has ability to work with children, adults, mm -hmm. everything like that. And then on top of that, I also really like uh, anything that you know. Fox will do, you know, they, they also have some, some good stuff on there. You know, Gordon Ramsay's all over Fox, uh, right. Steve Harvey's all over Fox with different things that he does. And, and again, when you look at Steve Harvey, anything he touches is just utterly hilarious. So for me, it's Fox in addition to what you said with CBC. All right. Perfect. What about you, Ramya? Yeah, I mean, I can't pick one because I'm a flip flopper, but the <laughs> Netflix, the Disney Plus and the CBC gem for real because they offer free service, right? Like you don't yeah. even need to upgrade and subscribe. That's only if you really um, hmm. want to get rid of the ads. But the accessibility is always in mind. I'm talking navigation to mm -hmm. audio description to captioning. Um, and then... Disney and uh, Netflix, because they have a lot of audio description available as well. Um, but CBC Gem, th there's always a special spot in our hearts for them because they're Canadian and they're yeah. doing well with the access. Agree. And so let's move towards the uh, big screen. What are you thankful as for a movie franchise this past year? Yeah, I was having to kind of dig deep on this because, of course, you know, it's easy to think, oh, what did I go and see in the movie theaters this year? Oh, wait, I didn't go to a movie theater this year <laughs> exactly. because of the pandemic. Uh, but, I, but I've got to say uh, the Batman. So this dark reimagining of the DC character that was written by Matt Reeves and Peter Craig. Uh, it really ended up being a murder mystery that was really entertaining and, you know, and also, of course, a superhero movie. And I was pleasantly surprised by Robert Pat Pattinson uh, as Bruce Wayne slash Batman. I thought he was just great. Um, Zoe Kravitz was fantastic as Selena Kyle uh, slash Catwoman. Paul Dano as the Riddler was great. Uh, the Batman was almost three hours long, and I, I think it was worth every minute of it. There was not like any downtime in the film where I thought, well, I can you know kind of pause this or just let it roll while I gra grab a drink or a snack. I was engrossed in that movie the whole time. So I got to say the Batman. Rami, what about you? Nice. I'm sorry, but I don't have an answer for this because I haven't watched a movie all year. I think I did, but I can't remember it. Okay. Brock, how about you? 
For me, I it's funny when I saw this question, I thought, well, I haven't gone to see an actual movie, so I yeah. sort of cheated and I and I picked a uh, movie that I saw on Netflix called The uh, Home Team, which follows Sean Payton, believe it or not, sports reference, who uh, after two years after he uh, wins the Super Bowl, he goes back and he teaches his kids uh, his kids team, and I just think there was a bit of comedy a little bit of life lesson there was a whole bunch in that movie and i and i just loved it all the way around cool nice okay last thing on the list and we have a couple minutes to go through it you and i and kelly and maybe brocky too love audiobooks i know jeff's loving audiobooks these days so was there one that came out in the past year or that you read recently that you're thankful for greg yeah, uh, Stephen King's latest book uh, called Fairy Tale. Uh, he wrote it during the pandemic and wanted to write something that was kind of a feel good um, uh, book. And this is a lot, it has a lot like uh, his previous kind of fantasy book that he wrote years and years ago called The Eyes of the Dragon. Fairy Tale is a lot like that. It's about a teenager. Uh, Fairy Tale is about a teenager named Charlie Reed who discovers a fantastic world under the earth in his neighbor's backyard. And it takes him on an epic adventure that combines classic fairy tales tales into one story it's about bravery love loyalty there's a dog in there that you can't help but fall in love with so i just loved fairy tale um it's kind of stuck with me and it's probably going to be a book of his that i go back and reread again um what about you ramia you got a book or an audio book i've yeah i've uh well i've been listening to a couple stephen kings not this new one though but i really enjoyed um I loved all the Stephen King, but the one that comes to mind 100% is The Invisible Life of Adi LaRue by V.E. Schwab. And this one mm. was a long read. It was a long mm-hmm. one for me. And maybe that's why I remember it more most vividly, but it was so poetic. It was uh, kind of a fantasy of this uh, young woman who sells her soul to the devil and then um, she gets her wish, but she's immortal now and she not loves it she has to deal with the consequences and challenges of living Hmm. forever because though she lives forever nobody knows her she's completely invisible to to humankind so Hmm. it's a fantastic concept so well written i love it so you know it was uh, very well performed as well available on sila available on audible available everywhere brocky really quickly do you have a pick uh, yes, I picked the uh, book called Taking the Game by Storm, Sidney Crosby. He was the first uh, athlete that I followed as a kid. And so to learn the, the pressures and the trials and the tribulations, all that through his book was really, really amazing. Loved that book. Uh, was fun to read. So there you that's go. what I would pick. Three recommendations from us. Greg, thanks so much for uh, putting us to some work and we got some uh, good recommendations out of today's segment and some good topics as well. Yeah, thank you so much. I made notes on all of this stuff. I'm going to check them all out. Thank you. Yay. Awesome. So for Greg, it was more of a uh, wish list that he wanted to build while we were telling him recommendations. (laughs) Greg David joins us every other Wednesday to talk TV and everything that goes along with it. We'll be back with Ryan Delahanty for our regional content report after the break.
Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.